Guys 5 Movies. This is one of your co-hosts, Chris Gasper. This is Frank Pelicone. You are listening to episode 32 of The Spin Chagrin, and last week's category was Jungle Antics. So, Frank, what did you come up with for Jungle Antics? So much like any movie that takes place in an excursion into the jungle, this was a twisted path that I had to follow to get to The Spin Chagrin movie of the week. Byzantine. Um, yeah. Something. So... I started by watching a movie called Angel of Death, which is also known as Commando Mangala. Um, this is not the Spin Trigger movie of the week, by the way. Um, it is a mid-80s, mid-like 87, um, Italian-directed movie that's sort of the boys from Brazil, but with no sensical plot, really. Um so there's these Jewish commandos in South America trying to hunt for the remnants of the Nazi party. Um, they kill some dude just randomly, but they don't know if he's actually a member of the Nazi party. They just do it. Um, okay. So then all of a sudden, like, there's this dude with this really big head um, <clears throat> who's hanging out with his girlfriend. And... Um, she works at a like a restaurant slash bar like this popular place in uh paraguay okay um and she comes home one night and she's like hey like my friend she disappeared and then she called me and she's like in this like nazi encampment and the guy's like oh my dad was killed by nazis we got to go check this shit out so like they get on this dirt bike and they ride out to this encampment and there's these dudes in like like light blue button-ups with um the fantastic four symbol on them basically <laughs> it's like a white circle with a black four but then there's like an r next to the four okay um so they pull up and he's like hey like we're looking for my girlfriend's friend and they're like oh you can't come in here this is like you know restricted and like okay let's you know ride away on my motorbike and they go around the backside of the encampment like this this is big castle and these people see them and they're like oh my god we gotta kill these people now even though they haven't seen anything like if they saw the same thing on the back side of the building they saw on the front side of the building so they get this big like chase and there's helicopters and they're shooting at him and as like you know he's like darting all over the place on his little you know motorbike and she gets shot so then they go to this this encampment this carnival encampment well, i mean i guess it's like a fair or like a, a carnival maybe or something and um they stop at this dude's camper and he's like and mind you um they're being chased by nazis as this is occurring so he stops and this guy comes out who's wearing like a leotard and a cape and he's like oh buddy like you gotta help me my you know my girlfriend got shot and we're being chased by nazis and he's like nazis my parents were gypsies i hate the nazis so then he he's like yeah can you hide my girlfriend inside your you know your your camper or whatever he's got like a arrow star or whatever those things are called Okay. and the camera zooms in and there's like a placard on the side and it says mr agility so like that's this guy's name is mr agility <laughs> okay um so then 
he rides away from the carnival and there's a fucking helicopter that's like branded with their 4R logo on the side like shooting at him with a machine gun you know from up in the air and it's like the whole thing is that these people are Nazis and they're trying to stay hidden you know in South America to avoid detection so they can like you know make the right rise again or whatever and they're flying in like branded helicopters like shooting at people in the middle of like an actual like residential area but nobody seems to care so he manages to like dart into a building and like oh he went in that building there's nothing we can do anymore let's leave so then they leave um so you find out that his girlfriend died and then he like meets up with the girl that like got that went disappeared and you find out that it's dr mangala living in this place um and that she was recruited by this guy who was like really charming but then turned out to be gay um and they say that with like she was like i tried to seduce him but then i found that he fuck i can't remember how she says it. it's really really like terrible uh so anyway then i fell asleep <laughs> oh no, no no i'm sorry i'm sorry so um so big head starts recruiting people so he's got this like middle-aged heavyset guy that can drive a car and throw grenades but i don't remember what his name is then there's mr agility who's like it's almost like 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 a dnd party so it's like you got like like the barbarian and then you get the thief and then they go and they recruit this guy who's really into like amateur radio and has all this like um high-tech like sound equipment because he can like listen to things from far away okay um so then they all go um and they stake out the the castle because they're going to get revenge you know and they want to oh no i'm sorry so they call um uh, fernando ray and they're like hey you're hunting nazis right and he's like yeah but i'm not going to come there to hunt this nazi unless you can prove somehow that it's mangala um so then they go to camp out the place and then i fell asleep um, and then I woke up when I guess they had convinced them because then everybody's like getting in this big gunfight. Um, and then the movie ended. And so I don't know like what happened and I didn't recognize any of the characters, um, at the end. So I'm not sure if it was like, like something happened to the other people and they all died or whatever. Okay. And my initial thought was like, man, I got to watch this fucking movie again. And then I sat there and I had like hit start or hit play. And I said, you know what? I got to watch this movie again. I don't feel like it. Um, so then, so all watched, of that, all that just sounded like a. So that was eighty-five. That was like put out. That all, what did that all sound like? And I looked it up to confirm my dates. That sounded like an A-team spec script, and it would have put right in right in there in A-team starting eighty-three. And that's what that sounds like is like some sort of like thing that started as A-team script. Mm, yeah, sure. Um. In any event, it wasn't that interesting, and it wasn't nearly as funny as I thought. There's one really funny scene. So, um, the girl that had gotten like disappeared, um, she's telling them all about like what happened uh, while she was disappeared. And there's this really funny scene where, um, she's like, you know, he invited me to live with them. Um, Doctor Hess, I think is what they call him or whatever. Um. He invited me to live with them and everything was going okay. Um, and I decided like one night I woke up and I, I heard some noises. So I'm going to go investigate. And so she hears like, um, like Hitler, like speaking basically. Um, and she goes into this room and she's doing uh, like voiceover narration. 
and she's like she walks in and it's like all red like red curtains around her and she's like and that's when i realized he was a nazi and it cuts to the mangala guy like lovingly looking at a portrait of hitler on the wall Mm. and then when it says he was a nazi like it immediately his head turns and looks at the camera like he just noticed her um and that's like when she's like fucked and he like is beating her up and stuff so does it do like a rack focus or anything no that makes it even funnier because it's just like he like just pops around and i know it just it it made me laugh pretty hard and mr agility was really funny yeah um but then uh, like seriously like i i don't know like i was so bored because like nothing there's no plot really um i don't know so i just stopped watching it so because we're doing the spin chagrin tonight and i got home from work i was like fuck it i gotta watch something um so i decided to watch jungle cruise um starring the rock um (laughs) starring dwayne johnson yeah um emily blunt uh jesse plemons paul giamatti um scored by um newton uh james newton or whatever his name is james howard newton or james james newton howard and metallica yeah so but we'll get to the metallica part because this movie is like 100 percent nonsense Uh um so the movie opens with uh some conquistadors in the jungle um in the amazon and they're looking for some mysterious like source of life type thing um so they run afoul of like the indigenous population and they end up killing them and then they get cursed and um the vines of the jungle come alive and like suck them in Mm -hmm. the whole time this is occurring um there is an orchestral how would i describe it like imagine like the score Imagine like the incidental music in a movie like Robin Hood Prince of Thieves. Okay. But it's playing Nothing Else Matters. And that's what like <laughs> is happening in this first part. It's like anyway. So that's it then fantastic. cuts four hundred years into the future. Hmm. Um where The Rock is no, I'm sorry, it cuts four hundred years in the future fuck what happens first these two things are concurrent so it doesn't matter i'll just describe them so the rock dwayne johnson is on a riverboat in the amazon he's giving a tour to these very prim and proper like um british people and he's just like lying about things um like oh like that plant's gonna eat you and like there's a hippopotamus and this little girl's like, oh, there's no hippopotamus indigenous to the Amazon. He's like, shut your mouth. Um, then there's like these cannibals come out, but like it's a wink and a nod. Like you can tell that like he's in he's in league with them, like just to scare the people. Um, yeah, actually, the, the other part did happen first. Okay. So you find out that he's just this like, because um, you know this is based on the ride. In, right. I was going to ask you, like, world. that's based on the ride, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, because then that, the captain, like, tells you, like, makes up shit and tells sure. you stuff, whatever. Yeah. 
Um, so that's the whole point is that it's like capturing the essence of the ride in this Dwayne Johnson character. Right. Simultaneously in England, there's a man who is giving a speech um, to a group of like stuffy British men about the petals of the moon, which is this mythical, like almost fountain of youth type flower that only blooms in the Amazon but can cure any disease and he's like given all this like evidence but it's not real evidence you just kind of like you know there's this story and that story and blah 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 um and you, you it cuts to like this woman like sitting up in the galley and she's like mouthing along to the things that he's saying so it's like oh she really wrote this um and then as he's getting to the end he says something something pause for dramatic effect and it's like wah, wah, wah. oh my god and then he says like whatever the last line of the thing is um so then everybody gets up in arms and they're like oh this was submitted by a woman before like we recognize this um blah blah is this your <laughs> sister so she turns into nick cage from national treasure um or maybe like uh tom cruise from mission impossible okay um and she starts like Laura Crofting through their like secret society. Um, and she's going to like look for this thing that she needs, which is this ah uh, fucking arrowhead that's somehow the key to the petals of the moon or whatever. Yeah. Um that's some national treasure shit right there. It, it really is. So she's like doing all this stuff and like, you know, slipping around past people, and Jesse Plemons is like, hey. The secretary pool is that way. And she's like, oh, thanks. And so she gets past Jesse Plemons. Um, so she goes and she's like in the place and she's doing all this stuff and she finds it. So then you realize that Jesse Plemons, he's like this really important dude and he wants the same thing she wants. But she's got it first. So he's like, stop her. And so there's all these shenanigans and run all over the place. And she ends up like being on a ladder, hanging out a window that Jesse Plemons is holding up and he's like, Hey, just, you know, give me the arrowhead. Cause that's what I want. And I'll just let you climb back in. And the arrowhead was in this like ornate box. So she tosses a box to him and he just lets the ladder go and she falls, hmm. but she manages to fall into like a double decker bus. And this is, this is 1919, I think, or 1909. When was world war one? 1911 or something like 19 that? mid 1910 so yeah so this this is 1909 because you find out that jesse plemons is the son of kaiser wilhelm which okay. is big big plot twist for early in the movie okay can't can't imitate a german accent to save his life um at least not consistently but whatever like you know you're right. we're gonna go with it um so she gets away and Plemons opens up the box and there's like a little stuffed animal in the box and he's like ah foiled again and then the guy who's the head of the um secret society or whatever is like oh prince so-and-so and he's like you said my name in front of these people so then he murders everybody in the room like he turns okay. into like a ninja and he just murders everyone this is like you know fat ass Jesse Plemons doing the shit but bear with me <laughs> um so he leaves the guy alive and he's like tell me who that woman was i gotta go get her so then she goes to the amazon and that's where the stuff with the rock happens so she meets the rock and you find out that the rock owes paul giamatti a bunch of money so paul giamatti takes the engine out of his um the combustion engine out of his boat which again not quite sure if there were combustion boat engines in 1909 but whatever 
especially not in the Amazon. Um, so he does that thing. Um, so then the rock like breaks into his room and is trying to steal like his, the key to get his engine back. And then she comes in and she's like, Oh, I'm looking for Nilo. Who's um, Paul Giamatti's name. Cause I need a guy to go down the Amazon. And he's like, Oh, um, I'm Nilo. And then there's a McCall there, like a parrot or whatever. And it's like, he's a liar. He's a liar. <laughs> um, his name's Frank, by the way, the, oh, okay. um, not, not, not the bird of the rock is named Frank. Oh, for, oh, okay. Um, he's like, Frank's a liar. Frank's a liar. So they talk for a little while, and then like he's kind of like you know telling her that he's gonna like he's first he's like now nah, you don't want to go search for anything, and she's like oh but I got he sees the arrowhead he's like wait a minute I'm gonna do it. So then Paul Giamatti shows up and he's like that man is a liar, and they're about to get him, and this fucking um, leopard like jumps in and starts like attacking everybody, and the rocks like shoulder blocking the leopard and fighting them and like wrestling them. <laughs> um and ends up using that distraction to get his engine back into his boat and get her um and her brother her brother's the one that was given the speech in the um uh the beginning um, okay his name is mcgregor um she's lily um and so they're they're gonna get on the boat and they're gonna get on the amazon so they get on the boat and then kaiser wilhelm's kid jesse plemons shows up in his submarine his fully functional like modernly equipped submarine in sure. 1909 mm-hmm. um and so like oh blow those people up um so there's like you know water world-esque like boat chase type action going on and they get away and Plemons is like ah foiled again um so then they're going down the river and lily's like oh i hate you so much you're such a fraud you're such a liar and he's <laughs> like well i hate you so much because you wear pants. What kind of woman wears pants? And so then he calls her pants for the rest of the movie. And every person has to point out that she's a woman wearing pants. So you can have <laughs> a submarine, right? Like a modern submarine. You can have like a combustion engine. You can have the rock speaking in like 2010s, like modern parlance and stuff. But that woman can't wear pants. So whatever. That's what we're going with. That's her nickname, Pants. So she starts calling him Skippy. He doesn't like to be called Skippy because he's the skipper. So then this is like the beginning of the will they, won't they, like, love interest portion where, you know. And honestly, it really feels like they're ripping off. um, uh, What's that movie called? Um, The Bogart, Bacall, uh, Jewel, not not Jewel and Nile. That's terrible. Key Largo? Um, no, no, no. The one where they're on the fucking the African Queen. African, African Queen. Queen. Oh, okay, yeah. So it feels like that, you know, because it's basically that story, except um, with her brother and a leopard. So it turns out that the leopard is really like his pet, and that was all staged. She's like, "See, can't trust nothing about you. Like you're full of shit." Not even realizing that that whole thing is what got her on this boat, like going down the Amazon to find the fucking flower of destiny or whatever. Um, stupid pants right pants he calls her pants all the time um so she finds out that he's got all this like documentation about the um petals of the moon and she's like oh i'm so impressed and he's like it's not something you want to chase like i chased it for years i can never find it i don't think it really exists like i've been all over the place and i can't find this thing so she's like but you have all these maps and they're the same maps as i have and he's like yeah you know 
They're from the cartographer of um, Aguirre. I said his name was Aguirre, right? The conquistador. Mm, in the no, I don't remember you saying. Oh that yeah, yeah. It's, it's 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 like Aguirre the conquistador. Is like okay. what they call this dude. Okay. I was so mad when I saw that. I was like half paying attention because I was like eating my dinner. And I looked up and saw Aguirre. I was like, the fuck. Um. So anyway, so um, so Plemons is like coming after him. Um. So then it cuts to the scene. In his where, sub still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in the sub in the Amazon River. It's deep in the middle. Just to go with it. So all of a sudden, Plemons is down in this hole, and there's like these like stone faces like in the vines, like all in the walls. And he's like, "Give me the river water." So they give it to him, and he's like, "Hey, I know what you need." And he takes a dropper out and he drops some river water on like the chest plate of like the stone conquistador. Okay. And they sit there and like nothing happens, nothing happens, nothing happens. And Plemons turns away and then all of a sudden like a snake comes out of like the thing's eyes. Like it's all, it turns like everything's like not stone anymore. Like now there's just snakes. And Plemons is like, I'm Kaiser Wilhelm's kid. And I know that you're a Geary and that you're cursed. And like, how does he know this? Who knows? Because like nobody knew this shit. You'll find out later that it's absolutely impossible that he would have any of this information, but it's fine. Okay. So he's like, so what I'm going to do is, you know, I'm going to give you all the river water you need because that's what you want. And you're going to help me, you know, get this arrowhead. And the snake like nods its head up and down. And he's like, hold on. Aguirre's a snake. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll get to that. <laughs> he saw like J- Jesse Plemons talking to a snake at this point. Like, okay. snake. And yeah. the snake's like nodding. And he's like, yeah, are you sure you understand and you'll obey me? And the snake like nods again. He's like, all right, cool. So he's like detonator. And his, you know, minion hands him like a remote detonator, mind you, in 2009 mm-hmm. with like a mm-hmm. blinking red light. And he presses the button and something blows up. And all this like water from the Amazon starts flowing into this cavern. And all these, all these like creatures start coming out. So there's a Gire who's made out of snakes. And there's a dude that's made out of wood. And there's another dude that's made out of like honeycomb and bees. Then there's a guy that's made out of like frogs. And basically it's every fucking um pirates of the caribbean movie with like the cursed like bad guys right that just need to do do sex machina to get their lives back or whatever mm-hmm. um so plemons is like yeah you're gonna go chase down like these people that i don't like and you're gonna get the um arrowhead back from them and then i'll help you out with your problem so the rock takes some skippy takes them to this village with like these um cannibals wearing like um skulls and stuff and he's speaking some language to him and he's like oh you know she wants to find like this place where the pedal is and blah 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 and they're they're speaking back like no we can't let her do it but you realize like immediately it's just like the fake cannibals from the beginning of the movie but whatever because lily and um mcgregor they don't know that shit right um so eventually through a series of like comical phrasings and whatever um you realize that these people are like just they're good guys mm-hmm. um and so she gets mad like oh you lied to me again you're changing like i just did it because it's too dangerous for you to go looking for this stuff um so then um the mutant like curse conquistadors attack and there's a big fight and like everybody's fighting each other and um the rock is uh like you know she doesn't trust him but the rock's like come on like you know you got to trust me like i can save you and she's like okay i trust you now all of a sudden 
So then he tries to save her, but he fucks up. And then they like saves her a couple times and she saves him. And there's all this fighting going on and like bees, you know, and like <laughs> bees. Um, snakes. Yeah, because the guy's like shooting bees because that's his thing is he's made of bees and honeycomb. Because mm-hmm. um, they all like took pieces of the jungle and like it became them like over the centuries. Um, so then uh, Aguirre is threatening her with a sword and the rock jumps in front of it and takes a sword to his heart. And so he's run through and he grabs because Aguirre has the um, the arrowhead at this point. So he gets the arrowhead from Aguirre and as he's fallen to his death, he throws it back to Lily and she catches it and her McGregor and the chieftain of the tribe, who's a woman, they get away. Okay. And so they're um, she's running and the chieftain says, listen, just run into the jungle like you have to run away from the river. So she runs away from the river. And all the bad guys are chasing her. But all of a sudden, the vines, like, wrap around them and pull them back. And it's like, oh, my God, what's going on? And then the chieftain pops up out of nowhere and it's like, yeah, the curse is that they can't ever be out of, like, eyesight of the river or else they get dragged back by the jungle. So they're always, like, tied to the river because they killed my ancestors. Okay. (laughs) So this is, like, the curse, you know, they all crazy. So for whatever reason, she keeps running through the jungle because she's got the arrowhead, but then Chieftain and McGregor get in a canoe <coughs> and are like riding down the river in a canoe for some reason. I guess because she can't be near the river, but it's faster just to use the river or whatever. Okay. Forgot to mention in part two. So at one point they're on the boat drive because this is actually like comes up in a few minutes. So much happening in this movie. Go oh, ahead. it's two hours and nine minutes long. Man. Um, oh, Lord. So how far are we into? It? Oh, I don't know. 17 minutes or something it's probably like halfway through at this point okay so at one point mcgregor and the rock are bonding on the boat and the rock's like so what are you doing out here in the jungle with your sister you don't seem like the type because he's always like he's very much into like like nice clothes and he doesn't want to get dirty and like you know he doesn't want to do anything like rough the whole time right because you got that character in the jungle oh well hold on hold on so he says yeah like i had this really great life in cambridge and um you know every couple of years there would be this like beautiful woman that could ride a horse well and had good manners and i would have an arranged marriage and it would fall apart and eventually my parents or my family got tired of falling of everything falling apart and they kind of disowned me because fuck how does he say it he's like because that's not compatible with me and the rock says compatible and he says compatible so he's gay, you know, but like this is their way of saying he's gay. He's compatible. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like at this point, I'm thinking, like, okay, like that's actually kind of interesting in like a Disney movie that mm-hmm. you're introducing like an openly gay character and you're not treating him because even though he's like very like prim and proper, he's really not a joke in the movie. Mm-hmm. He's just kind of like comedic relief, but it's not like you're making fun of him. He just like says funny things or whatever. Right. But I thought like this is actually kind of a mature and, you know, thoughtful way to handle a gay character in a mainstream you know movie from disney like that's that's kind of cool mm-hmm. so the rock says i get it not compatible and he takes a drink of rum and he passes it to him mcgregor drinks the rum and they're bonding you know so it's cool like you know this the rock is like he's he's, he's all right with mcgregor being gay so they end up on this riverbank and you see these boots like sticking out of these reeds or weeds or whatever and she's like oh my god it's frank and all of a sudden, like, the Chieftain and McGregor are there. And they're within sight of the river, which seems, like, ill-advised. Because that's where the bad guys can get them. But still, like, this is where it needs to happen. Apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, so the rock stands up. And he's got a sword sticking out of him. 
And she's like, what the fuck? You're not even bleeding. He's like, well, there's something to that. He's like, I told you my name was Frank, but my name is really Francisco de Vallegabala or whatever, like de Renzo Lagama or something like that. But it's some Spanish, like fucking conquistador name. He's like, and I was one of the conquistadors too. I'm also cursed. Oh, well, gotcha. Um, so she's like, so what am I going to do? Like, do I, do I take the sword? um out of you and he's like yeah like that's usually what happens like you got to pull it out of me and she's like does it hurt and he's like well you know it hurts a little but it's fine because like you know i can't really die and so nothing bad can happen to me so i swear to god i'm going to describe this scene as best i can because it's one of the most awful things i've seen in like modern <laughs> cinema um so yeah go ahead. he's like it's sticking out so far and he's like yeah you got to pull on it hard and then mcgregor's like if it hurts do you want to bite down on my big stick and he's like holding like a stick and the rock's like no i don't want to bite your stick he's like i'm just saying like if you need to you know put my stick in your mouth you definitely can and he's like no i don't need to do that and she's like do i use one hand or two and he's like try it with one hand first but it's probably too big for that and she's like yeah i definitely need two and then the mcgregor's like do you want me to get behind and try and you want me to go to your back and try and wiggle on it from the backside and he's like no i don't want you to get my backside and try and wiggle on it and then the chieftain's like hey you got to like really get in there and like put your foot into it and he's she's like yeah i'm gonna give it a really good tug and he's like yeah you got to pull it hard i swear to god like this is like actual dialogue in this right i'm kind of paraphrasing but i'm not paraphrasing that much um so they get like multiple like sexual innuendos and gay jokes in this like like minute and a half two minute scene right for no reason like it right completely like destroys like any kind of like family friendly like vibe or like goodwill or whatever this movie has um then it didn't have much edgy man. so it is edgy so finally they get the sword out and he explains that um so it goes into a flashback and he's like you know i was an orphan and um Aguirre's uh dad took me in and we were brothers like you know growing up and um Aguirre's daughter got sick and we decided we were going to go on this um you know we learned about this the, the the petal of the moon and how anybody knows about this fucking thing in the middle of the uncharted Amazon I have no idea but in Spain they hear about this thing and they're like oh we're gonna go get it um so and Metallica's like Dulce, Dulcinea version of Nothing else matters is playing the entire time this flashback is happening. <laughs> I meant to say Dulcimer, but I think Dulcinea works fine too. Um, so anyway, so they went to the Amazon and it basically recaps the beginning of the movie. So you kind of knew all this stuff in the beginning, but now you get to see The Rock with um a little mustache and like long flowing hair mm-hmm. because that's how he looked when he was um, you know, in the Amazon. Right. Um so they ended up like they died in the amazon and then this tribe of people that like live there they brought them back like the indigenous people they used the petal of the moon and they brought them back and um Aguirre was like oh that's awesome you know hey my daughter's sick and they're like yeah you know you just need to rest and like you know things will happen in time and Aguirre's like you know what like you saved us from death and you also have the ability to give me the thing i need to cure my daughter but we're just going to go ahead and murder you now because the plot's not happening fast enough so they end up like killing like all these people in this tribe and there's like this big scene of like you know the murder of like the indigenous people of this you know of the rainforest and um the rock is like and that's when i realized i couldn't let this occur even though like like 
20 people have already been killed. That's when The Rock's like, no, don't kill anybody else. And so they fight each other, and Aguirre kills The Rock. Mm-hmm. And then <clears throat> the chieftain's daughter is, like, running away with the um, uh, the arrowhead because that's what you need to, um, you know, to whatever to get the petal of the moon. And they're chasing them, and as they're chasing them, there's this, like, shaky cam of the dying uh, tribal chief, like, muttering this ancient, like, tribal curse or whatever. So super, like, 1970s fucking exploitation, you know, representation of, like, indigenous people in um, the rainforest. Right. Um, so they curse them that they can never leave the jungle. They can never leave the side of the river. They're cursed to live there forever. Um, and so then the rock is like yeah so we like fought each other for like 200 years like back and forth so living in this area and like these immortal people it's basically like a really cheap ass version of highlander except that nobody can ever die (laughs) um so finally the rock's like yeah so i tricked him so he gets them he's like standing on the side like standing there like hey come and get me and they Mm. run at him and they fall into this giant hole that's immediately visible and when they're in the giant hole they can't see the river anymore so the vines like come and grab them again and pull them into the walls and then they turn to stone and so now we're back to where we started right okay so he's like so this is why you know and so she's like oh my god you were the cartographer that made these maps and he's like yeah i was that cartographer and she's like oh man you were like a minor genius and he's like minor and she's like yeah you know something or else um i'm falling in love with you um so they decide they're gonna go um they're gonna get on the boat even though being in the water is like the most dangerous thing they're gonna go on the boat and take the boat like his big you know because his boat with the engine is still like working so they're gonna take that shit and they're gonna go to this place because they realize all of a sudden like oh my god like this one place that we've never looked before that I've never been to in the 400 years that's, I've lived on the right. That's river. where it's at. That's where it is. So they're like, cool, like, let's go there. So they go there. But for some reason, McGregor and the tribal chief are still in the canoe and they're like, just the canoe down the river. And like, why? Like, why aren't they in the boat? But they're not. They're on the canoe. So okay. as they're going down the canoe, McGregor's singing, um, row, row, row your boat. And the tribal chief is getting real upset. <laughs> and so he's like, let's play I spy with my little eye. And then all of a sudden, guess what happens? Submarine rises up underneath them. So he's like, I spy something that starts with an S. It's submarine. How this man knows what a submarine is in 1909, like to identify it immediately and like speak to it. Yeah. Um, so uh, Kaiser Wilhelm's kid takes him, Jesse Plemons. Mm-hmm. And there's this thing where like he can't say his name is Joachim, but I guess in German it's like Joachim or something like that. Okay. So like some some consonants he pronounces really weird, although he speaks with like fine the rest of the time. Also, the rock has no Spanish accent and doesn't makes no effort to have a Spanish accent when he's speaking Spanish and mispronounces words in Spanish. So it's real real bad kayfabe from the rock <laughs> in this instance. Um so Jesse Plemons is like, hey, basically I'm gonna ransom you to get the ship back um and mcgregor's like oh yeah that kind of sucks but whatever like you got tea and that's cool so there's kind of a will they won't they thing there too i think but i'm not sure exactly and it never Mm -hmm. goes anywhere so it doesn't matter okay so anyway long story short um they come to this big like um quarry type thing 
and they're like this is a place but there's nothing up there and the rock looks down and you can clearly see like a temple submerged in the water like just barely under the water he's like oh we gotta go there so subplot lily can't swim and there's made mention many times how she hates to swim and she doesn't want to go in the water so the rock's like we got to go in that water and she's like oh i can't do it and he's like you can do anything i believe in you so then she's like well i can't jump in in my clothes turn around so he turns around even though he like keeps peeping at her Uh and she takes off her clothes and she's wearing like you know like early 20th century like underwear so okay and he's like oh my god even when you're naked you're wearing pants it's like wah 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 oh god so then they get in the water together um and he's like i believe in you you can swim so she says look like if we get this flower like i'm gonna we, we should use it to like break your curse and make you a human again he's like nah baby like if we get this flower i just need to die like i've been alive for 400 years i just want to die and she's like that's not fair because i'm in love with you now and he's like yeah like because he draws maps yeah right he's he's like he's like you're right like that's cool and i appreciate it he's like but seriously um like i just want to be dead like i've been alive forever right um so they go underwater and there's some trap there's some like puzzle it's like national treasure it's actually like very much like the first national treasure movie um with the underwater shit i think that's the first one whatever one they go up into the mountain and there's like the temple submerged in the mountain it's basically the exact same thing right um so she goes she's the one that goes underwater and she um is like solving this puzzle and he's um breathing water into her mouth from his mouth while they're under there so she goes they submerged romantic yeah and he's like swimming up and taking a breath of air and then coming down mm-hmm. and they do that a couple times and piranhas sure. come and he's <laughs> like oh shit i can't like i'm an immortal fucking like pro wrestler but i gotta swim away from these piranha because what like what can happen i know he doesn't feel pain really that much right, right? but he swims away and then she dies kind of like she like can't breathe anymore but she solves the puzzle and so as she's like float like solving the puzzle like the water's draining out of this like giant ancient cistern or whatever um so he comes down he's like oh lily wake up wake up i was so worried and she's like ah you left me to die you motherfucker (laughs) um but then everything's fine right so then jesse plemons shows up um and he's like basically i'm gonna kill your brother if you don't give me if you don't get me to the lily of the moon or whatever or the petal of the moon um so for some reason they realize the only time you can like do this thing is during a blood moon which is a pretty rare occurrence but it's occurring like right now of course um even though it was daytime like two minutes before now all of a sudden like the moon's out or whatever (laughs) so she says so the rock says like look i'll solve the puzzle for you if you give me one petal for the flower because he wants to die and plemons is like cool that's a good deal and she's like no i gotta help him solve it because he doesn't know what he's doing give me two pedals and he's like no i'm only giving you guys one pedal you decide he gets the pedal and she's like all right i'll tell you what i'll shoot him and then i'll take the pedal and he's like yeah it's an even better deal so they realize that they're like looking at the hieroglyphics or whatever i mean it's not hieroglyphic but like pictographs or whatever right right um and she's like it was never us it was never an arrowhead and they're holding it together and they're both like it was a heart so they break it in half and there's like this little ruby inside and they realize that the ruby fits in one part of the pictograph and the arrowhead fits in the other part. And as soon as they do it, it's like Tron, like lights start shooting everywhere and there's energy coming out and everything lights up and the tree like springs back to life. It's like something from like a fucking Final Fantasy. <laughs> so then they're like, oh, 
the flower's got to be all the way up there at the top. So somebody has like a grappling gun, you know, because it's like fucking 1986 G.I. Joe. So they're like climbing up there and she's going to get it. But then Aguirre and his fucking zombie conquistador show up and it's, oh mm. shit, what's going to happen? So um, they beat up Clemens. She escapes. She gets the flower. She gets it to the rock. Um, the rock drops McGregor off on like the side of the river because uh, the river flows into this place for some reason. And he's like, you know, you got to be safe. And then he tells them, oh, um, his leopard was named Proxima, which means next in Spanish. Okay. Um, because he's been alive for 400 years and he's continuously like domesticated the wild cats of the forest and he calls each of them Proxima because it's the next one. Okay. Um, so he gets Proxima off the boat with uh with, with McGregor and McGregor's like, what are you doing? And he's like, look, I this is the only way I can save you because Aguirre is never going to stop until he gets this thing. He's like, tell Lily she would have been enough for me. She would have been my world. So it's like, oh my god, the rock's so romantic. What? Um, Right. So out of nowhere, like they're in love all of a sudden and like he wants to spend the rest of his life with her. Okay. So he gets on his boat and he starts driving his boat really fast and the key stores are attacking and they're fighting each other and it's all dramatic. And um, the B guy is like the flowers in his pocket. So they start fighting and trying to get in his pocket. Um, and finally, like they, they get him down and the snakes have his, he's like pinned down by the snakes and the bees and shit. And um, they reach into his pocket and they pull it out. And you know, what's in there, the stuffed animal from the beginning of the movie. Swerved. Oh. So then it cuts back and McGregor has a flower. He's like, Lily, he wanted you to have this. And she's like, what's he doing, Frank? You're going to die. So he rams his boat into the cave wall, which causes the whole cave wall to collapse and shuts off access to the river. And so all of them turn to stones. So they're all dead, like all the conquistadors and, and the rock. So she goes over and she's like, I cannot live without him, blah, blah, blah. So she takes the pedal and she puts it in his mouth and the pedal dissolves. And nothing happens. I swear to God, this scene goes on for like five minutes where they're just staring at his like <laughs> fucking Han Solo and Carbonite face like stuck to the side of this mountain. And she's like, oh, it's not working. It didn't work. So they go to walk away. And as they walk away, Proxima's like, Rawr! and she's like, Frank? And they turn around and then he emerges from the wall because he's saved and blah, blah, blah. And he's got his mortality back because he's bleeding and it hurts. And she's like, oh, my God, we're so in love. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, and look, there's, oh, I'm sorry. Um, Jesse Plemons at one point, like when they're still standing on the riverside, comes down with a sword. And, and now, mind you, he's super injured because he's gotten beaten up by all the conquistadors. And all he's got is like a rapier. Okay. Um, and it's McGregor, Lily, and a fucking leopard standing mm -hmm. in front of him. He's like, I'm going to kill you all. <laughs> And instead of the leopard just like mauling this shit, because right. that's what would have happened in like probably in reality, McGregor comes over and he's like, nah, you ain't mauling nothing. And he beats him up and then he like punches him and he like totters back into like a stone what the? pillar and the stone pillar splits in half and falls down and like falls on top of him. And as it's coming down, he goes, Shiza! Like that. And it, it's like some kind of fucking kids in the hall sketch and it just crushes them and mcgregor's like hmm that's not what i intended to happen wah, wah, wah. I, I mean the better like you said that's what really happened it's also the better comedic moment 
rather than like this dude goes over and beats him up and then a fucking statue falls on him or whatever like the better comedic moment is like he thinks he's going to kill him and then this animal just takes him out like yeah you, you it's almost you can see it like it, it jumping off screen like well we're almost done so let's not think about these things too much um so then it cuts to um mcgregor is wearing the same suit he's in the same like galley with all these like stuffy old men and he's saying you know we did all these things and we found like 400 year old conquistadors and magical dolphins i forgot to tell you about the magical dolphins but i don't want to talk about that anymore um and we did all this stuff and he's like but you know what go f yourself stuffy old man because my sister is a professor at cambridge and she says she don't need none of your old society deuces and they're like all angry or whatever what? So, when, when she's a professor at Cambridge? It like, just happened it? in like, oh. the interim between. Because it, it, it happened off screen, man. It happened like with the mauling. Of okay. Jesse <laughs> Blemons. Okay. Um, so then it cuts to um, The Rock and Lily are um, next to a car, like this like Model T. And it's like a car with like a, like a push start ignition and everything, like completely um, plausible in 1909. Um, so. Uh, She's like, I'm going to give you your first driving lesson. And he says, um, all right, pants, I'm going to do great. And she's like, you always calling me pants? And he turns on the car and he's like, vroom, vroom, vroom. And she's like, that's so exhausting. And he's like, oh, that's a good pun. And she's like, yeah, I knew you'd like that. <laughs> and then they go driving off down the street and the rock can't control himself. And he's like, all over the place. She's like, oh, Frank, like, don't do that. Blah, blah, blah. And then that's it. That's the end of the movie. There's going to be a sequel, too, by the way, FYI. Uh, sure. Why not? I mean, like, how, like, oh, well, it was released during COVID, right? So that's why it didn't make any money, really. Um, Yeah, but it was when the movie theaters were back open. It was released the same weekend as The Green Knight, so. I mean, it was two, $2 million, two, $200 million budget, and it made 220.9, so. Pretty good, though, for, you know, mid-COVID, like, box office. Yeah. Um, so that's the movie, you know. All right, so just quickly definitely, definitely you a get lot into... of antics in the novel. Oh, yes, yes. The, look, this is actually the movie, the first movie I thought of when this category came up. It was uh, last resort, baby. But here we are. <laughs> and now that it's actually happened, I'm disgusted. But that's probably about right. So just quickly, um, before you get into like. Re- kind of i guess reviewing this or whatever i feel the review was partially in the I feel like it spoke for itself but <laughs> right but um i have questions too about mm. the movie but uh submarines apparently did exist um like the first like submarine like i i didn't know this right like, it was during not, the civil war yeah it's like uh yeah 1863 yeah i mean like that didn't require human power but um, what I'm saying is this is a submarine with like working electric and a working periscope and right torpedoes and stuff like it's not the fucking um whatever the Edmund Fitzgerald or the fuck that submarine that had the Confederate gold which also is a plot point from fucking natural tre- national treasure <sighs> anyway right. what's your question yeah. um and then um I'm assuming I just looked up uh oh you're entirely right about uh the detonators um 1973 um was the invention and then uh the first woman professor at cambridge is 1939 but she was a professor of archaeology so i'm assuming like that like 
at least that fa- like little factoid has worked its way into this character. Uh, no, because she is a botanist. Oh. <clears throat> well. That's why she's going after the flower, man, because she knows about the healing property of, of plants. Gotcha. Okay. Forgot about that plot point. All right, so let's talk about... Okay, first of all, the Rock do any wrestling moves in this? Or is he past that now? Yeah, when he's when he's wrestling the um the leopard, he does a shoulder block and a suplex. Suplex? Mm-hmm. Like belly to belly, belly to back, something? No, like a um like a delayed uh standing suplex. Okay. Um a real suplex, you know. How on a scale of one to ten, how smug and cutesy was the pairing of Emily Blunt and Dwayne? Like, so, like when I say like cutesy, I mean like you know like them trying to be cutesy. Yeah, it's like a six or a seven. I mean, yeah. they're really trying to like do the African queen, including the way that they're dressed and everything. I mean, it's very much like a reference to um, that era of movies. Gotcha. I find a national treasure. I find both of them to be part of. See, this is going to come. Out. My rock shit's going to come out. I want to get into that. Um, I find both of them, though, and Krasinski to some degree, to be part of the, the that Hollywood upper echelon that's just extremely smug. Um, that I find just all like they're such nice people. They're such good people. Like, and I find it like really irritating to some degree that it's like they're their virtue is like so much a part of their narrative um that uh it makes me suspicious and, and i i don't i don't like it but um so i didn't know how that pairing would play so out. let me let me bury caesar with faint praise here okay. a little bit um the rock is a serviceable actor in almost everything that he does sure and he's fine here like he's mm-hmm. got he's got good comedic timing um there's somewhat of a charm to him um always is their relationship is strained because it's really poorly written not because they're Mm -hmm. like doing anything um so you know it's like but it's forced i don't see them having great chemistry together to me well, because the chemistry, and again, this is the thing, like, let's rewrite this movie a little bit, right? Like, make them actually, you know, like a Bogey and Bacall or whatever, like, style couple. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that's fine. Don't make the entirety of their flirting, he calls her pants, and she calls him Skippy, and that's it. You know, I mean, like, that seriously is him, like, oh. And I swear to God, everybody's like, pants, that's weird for a woman. Oh, pants, why are you wearing pants? And it's like, motherfuckers, get over the fact she's wearing pants. Like, it's right. it's fine. You know, she's out in the jungle. She's going to be wearing some, like, miniskirt or anything. She's wearing pants. Right. Right. Um. So, anyway, like, if it was a more competent script... It probably would have been fine. I mean, it would have worked at least from their perspective because neither of them are bad actors or anything. So, like, if they would have had more to work with, they would have been fine. It's just that none of it makes any sense, like, when they're talking. Like, it's all just really 
dumb and poorly written and you know like right away that the rock is like part of this like immortal group like it's not like a really big twist or anything right so i don't know like what the fuck ever but um what was your question my my initial question which i think you answered was like uh how smug and cutesy was the couple and um so I think you answered the six out of ten, seven out of ten. That was my question. Um, did the Rock wrestle? You answered that question. Yeah. In terms of the writing of this, uh, there's two writers attached to it. The one guy is Michael Green, and lots of television work behind him, including Heroes, um, developing American Gods, that Raising Dion show, but also wrote. Logan, Alien Covenant, Green Lantern, Blade Runner 2049, Murder on the Orient Express, um, Jungle Cruise, and then is writing the sequel to Orient Express, Death on the Nile. Um, And then the other writer wrote Cats and Dogs in 2001, Bad Santa, Looney Tunes Back in Action, um, Bad News Bears remake. <laughs> That's I your love, favorite movie. Yeah. I love you, Philip Morris. Whiskey Tango, Tango Foxtrot. And then, uh, yeah, and then like uh, Jungle Cruise, I guess. Oh, no, he, no, he directed Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. Sorry. Um, he did not write that. So, uh, no wonder it's a fucking mess. It's like you got like Michael Green, who's like fucking writing green lantern and blade runner 2049 and then you got this other guy glenn thicker and he's like writing fucking bad news bears remakes like um jesus i know who yeah. did all the sexual innuendo probably if you wrote bad santa i don't know how it made it past like disney censors i mean it's like it was covid nobody cared at that point i don't think it's not even close to subtle it's didn't sound very subtle. Yeah, <laughs> it's like did it's like did you get our disgusting joke? Here it is again. So here, so let, let me take a guess on something, and I think this is a standard of rock movies. Is I'm going to say the actual chagrin score here is actually like middling to low, as opposed to high, even though it sounds really bad. Because there's just enough of a charm to it, like him a little bit, and like you know, that it's like it's not the most excruciating thing in the world to sit through. Am I right? I don't know, it was pretty hard to sit through. That that that's that that response sounded like hello, darkness, my old friend, or something. The tone of your voice just shifted <laughs> dramatically. The Rock. Dwayne Johnson makes the movie mm, somewhat palatable at times, okay. but not for long periods of time and definitely not for the whole thing. And it is. Look, I think Jesse Plemons is an incredible actor. He is abysmal in this movie. Worst thing you've seen him in, probably. Oh my god, by a thousand miles. Yeah, 
there's literally nothing good about his performance. It's awkward and uneven and insulting and vaguely racist. Hmm. Um, and his haircut changes like three times. I don't know how long it took to film the movie, but is he definitely got different hair in like multiple scenes? Yeah. Um, I would say my chagrin's like a seven. Hmm. Okay. Like, there's definitely some. <sighs> there was nothing I enjoyed. There were just things that I enjoyed more. I enjoyed less, less, I guess. Mm-hmm. But not a good movie, man. And, and like, people told me to watch this movie when it came out, when it released on streaming last year. Like, I had people at work like, oh, did you watch Jungle Cruise? Because remember, this is when, when, when this came out streaming, this is when, like, all these big, like, what would have been, like, blockbuster releases in or in the real world were coming out on streaming services like simultaneous almost with like theatrical releases right. or within like a few weeks like sometimes like two or three weeks and you would have you know like a blockbuster movie available on disney plus or hbo max sure. or whatever yeah. and they were like oh you gotta watch jungle cruise and i came so close like orion and i actually on a zoom call one saturday and i talked about like we should watch jungle cruise mm-hmm. and we didn't do it and i mean i'm glad i did now because like I didn't know then, but you know, it served its purpose. Mm-hmm. But dude, like not good. Not a good movie. And they're making a sequel, and I don't I mean, I guess it's just because it made its money back and they're kind of hoping, like, well, if we can get people into real theaters, like maybe we can actually do something. Well, sure. I mean, like shit. I mean, does the rock have a loser, really? I mean, I don't think so. I have no idea. Ride along, maybe, or something. Um, I don't know. I, I imagine that. Like what do you got to you just got to pay two people right i mean and then that's majority of your budget um anyway uh i would not recommend watching jungle cruise i also would not recommend watching angel of death otherwise known as commando mangala um although i also didn't watch it and i'm not going to watch it again so i do not recommend that for myself I almost watched a movie called Jungle Fury or something. No, that's not what it's called. I almost watched this movie that's about this guy who comes back from Vietnam and he's been like trained to like exist in the jungle and then something happens and fuck. The dude looked like the dude looked like a combination of so to compare this to the real world, mm-hmm. tonight is the day de- the debut on national television of a wrestler named Mance Mance Ryder, Mance Raider, something like that. Yeah, M- Mance something, who looks like every person you hate at the bar, like his facial expressions, his demeanor, his carriage, all that stuff. This movie, Jungle Fury or whatever, that's who it starred. Was like mance raider circa 1981 or something okay and i watched like two seconds of it, i was like yeah i'm not doing this either so yeah it's mance warner yeah yeah whatever uh, yeah um who's mance raider you know who, you know you know who mance raider is yeah he's a fucking character in borderlands that's his name right mance yeah, raider yeah, in yeah. borderlands one the I guy that's so. the mad max no guy... mance raider is a um game of thrones character oh 
Well, he's the leader of the free folk. Like, beyond the wall. That shows you how much I watched fucking Game of Thrones. I mean, I bet you there is a character, but it's R-A-Y-D-E-R. I bet you any amount of money there's a character called Mance Raider that's R-A-I-D-E-R that's in Borderlands as a joke. You're probably right. I didn't even get it. (laughs) Um, I'm looking here. The last movie... I don't know what that movie is. Why did I get married? Okay, that's an ensemble piece, though. The last movie that he had a feature role in um, that did not break $100 million is Pain and Gain. Oh, yeah, that's actually not a bad movie. From 2013. Um, That's one of his first ones with kevin hart right painting gain is the one where they play the oh that's the him and, him and Wahlberg, yeah where yeah, they play yeah, the bumbling okay. um con artists that are like bodybuilders gotcha. that movie's actually really enjoyable yeah mm-hmm. okay um yeah i have read that uh oh no i'm thinking of central intelligence that's what i was thinking of <laughs> I think. very similar um the, the God, I I feel like I could like I could just talk about The Rock in his movies for like hours. Probably, I mean, they all have these names that are just so. I don't even know, like just bland to where it's like it could be anything. Um, once they they become vehicles for him, um, that is. But yeah, this dude, it's crazy. I mean, it's absolutely crazy. Like the guy, like how much, um. I'm sorry, technically Red Notice is the last thing with the box office under, but it's like, I mean, it's the most watched, I think, movie in Netflix history, so it's like it made its money, right? I mean, yeah, like, it's it's insane. I'll be really earnest to see later this year how Black Adam does. Really interested to see. Have you seen the trailer for that, by any chance? Yeah, and he looks really good. Really? Mm-hmm. Ugh. I like those characters a lot though. So I'm Yeah, maybe you have a like yeah. I'm a sucker. Like I love Doctor Fate and I like Black Adam and I'm really interested to see like how it goes. Yeah. I um it's still on the damn schedule, like upcoming potentially, I guess, of a fucking big trouble in little China remake with fucking Dwayne playing like the Jack Burton role. And um I mean, it could be the thing that just makes me end it. Because um, I'll have to watch it. And I don't know if I can deal with it. But You'll enjoy it. It'll be fine. It'll be really good. <laughs> if there's ever a movie that needs to be remade, it's Big Trouble in Little China. Every time I watch the movie, I think, like, man, this movie is so good, they but could it could have been that just a little right. bit better. Right. If only The Rock was playing Jack Burton. How you feel about that? Feels they good, should, doesn't it? They should. They should. They should. They should just every single Kurt Russell role. They should just replace the Rock, replace him with the Rock, and remake it. See, here's what I want you to understand. Like, I think this is important. Uh huh. If they remake Big Trouble in Little China, and you have to watch that movie, uh huh, you will feel how I feel every single time I have to watch a fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre reboot. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know if I can 
share exactly your pain with that but i mean i think i can share a little bit of your pain with that um a little bit at least. yeah he I mean, can't so i mean this sounds like a ridiculous thing remaking big trouble in little china me is like remaking the shining it's like remaking the third man remaking chinatown like it's like it's an absurd premise to me that you would ever want to remake that movie um even though obviously that movie is not as high in terms of like prestige or caliber as you know those other movies like it's just an absolute absurd concept to me and the fact that Dwayne's smiling ass is um is is going to joke his way like you know through it and still make himself because here's the thing right here's what i think my problem is with it is because you know rocky is always going to go over like and and make himself like look strong in every single one of these damn movies that he's in and the whole purpose of that jack burton character is that he's a fool he's a bumbling fool who lucks into a lot of situations like but and bear with me mm -hmm. what if he wasn't Yeah, I hate you. We just we just wrote a movie, <laughs> right? No, that's exactly it, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, ugh. Jesus. All right, you want to spin this fucking wheel? Yeah, let's do it. I'm. Excited. I think that was the longest maybe description of any movie. It was worth it because it's that that sounded like a really irritating movie, but uh, so good, man. <laughs> hmm. All right, so the category is you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. <clears throat> That's the category. So you can do so many things with that, whatever you want to do with them. I think I know. Maybe I don't know. I gotta think about it. It's almost cheating because I'm not cheating necessarily, but I was looking at so I put some movies on my to be list the other day, and I think there's something that 100% fits this category. Hmm. That I was like, if this doesn't become a spin chagrin at some point, I'm just gonna watch it, right? Kind of thing. So, all right. So, um. <laughs> God, that's really coincidental. Um, just because before the podcast, we were talking so much about Batman based off of the Batgirl news um, uh, of getting like kind of shelved forever, I guess. Like, they have to release that movie at some point, right? And for those of you that don't know, Batgirl got shelved by, um, I guess, HBO Warner or like whoever the fuck owns it now, Discovery Plus. Um, and apparently it's not going to be shown at all. Like, it's just like a dead project, even though the movie's completed. So, uh, but don't they have to release it at some point? Like, some year? But it's not even finished. They'd have to, like, finish it. I think they're in post. Uh -uh, it was, like, still a mess, apparently. Like, it's not cut or something. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe it's closer than I think it was when I read it. I mean, it, the, but... the, they had a couple of test screens, and the first one was just didn't have the CGI in it. Um... Oh, well, yeah, maybe they do release it at some point. I'd be interested in seeing it just to see it, but 
Sure. Um, I mean, to kind of paraphrase our conversation when, you know, before we like actually started recording the podcast, like you've already established, you've got the Batman that came out this year that was, you know, critical and commercial success. And it's like, why do you want to muddy the waters by introducing yet another iteration of a Batman universe? <clears throat> you know what I mean? Like, there's just no point to it. So I, I don't know. I completely understand why you would, um, why you would think like maybe this wasn't a good idea, and maybe they're finally getting to the point where they're going to make good decisions regarding their franchises. You know, maybe it, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, the other thing I discovered that I didn't know right before we got on the podcast tonight when I was looking something up is that it's the CEO of Discovery um, that is basically taking over all of the properties there. So it's like I don't know. I don't know what that looks like um, long term, like at all. Because yeah. HBO Max, like, like the CEO of that, like that was a really good decision to end up releasing those movies on streaming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um. So yeah, I don't know. Um. All right. So next week, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Um. Is the category. Yeah. So. All right. All right. Thank you for listening, everybody. Deuces.